For 88 years, Ocean Spray has been the nation's leader of everything red cranberry. And now they're proud to announce new Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail, made from real pink cranberries. Wait, they've been harvesting them for 88 years? I've missed out on a lifetime of refreshing deliciousness? Introducing new, light, and refreshing Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail, now available at Food Lion. Better late than never, right? Peace, peace, and love, everybody, and glorious day. This is Samut with the Mama Yoga Wellness podcast here and you are tuned in for everything from health and wellness, uh, coaching to yoga and spirituality and the connection of your mind body energy alignment. So welcome to the show. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my producer, Flaw 700. What's up, Flaw? What's going on? <laughs> this is a family affair, y'all, and we are so happy to be keeping that energy flowing and moving. Uh, I always like to open each show uh, with giving homage and praise to the ancestral uh, energies that govern and, um, you know, look over our life, you know. And some traditions, they call they say that that's your little angels on your shoulders, your guardian angels. You know, I want to give honor and, you know, privilege, to, uh, honor and reverence to those who have gone before. Nothing is new under the sun. We're just recreating all that we have and all that has been experienced. The first cell of every human being is still manifested in every human being walking on this planet. So with that said, we give honor, we give praise uh, to uh, the most high supreme being universal life force, as well as those, as well as those ancestral beings who have brought this knowledge to us and who have helped uh, to keep whispering in our ears that we go forward and share this information to increase the vibration of the planetary energy. Ashe. So today's show um, is about uh, eating and weight loss, more so emotional eating and weight loss, right? That's what our show is about today. Uh, And what we want to get into is some of the reasons why we, uh, particularly women and particularly women of color, you know, emotional eat, eat when we're emotional, you know, to soothe that sensual uh, desire, right? That's a lot of times is connected to that emotional eating. So, um, first we need to understand that there is, uh, an obesity epidemic running rampant in the United States. Several years ago, maybe about seven or eight years ago, uh, big uh, health and wellness or health think tanks, uh, like Robert Wood Johnson and some other organizations did, uh, large studies on the obesity trend and the health uh, issues uh, associated or connected to those uh, to to obesity, like diabetes, cardiovascular, what we in the health and wellness industry call lifestyle illnesses. So the data came back 
that something like, um, you know, six out of, well, at the time it was maybe four out of 10 uh, Caucasian or white people were uh, overweight or obese and seven out of 10 uh, women of color or people of color, African-American and Latino uh, people were overweight or obese. Now that number is higher. You know, the statistics tell us that at least in the African-American community, it's at least eight out of 10, uh, especially women of color are overweight or obese. Now, when you have a large percentage of the population experiencing any type of health fluctuation like that or any type of, you know, um, any type of lifestyle illness fluctuation, where it's the larger percent of the population, it is environmental, right? It's not necessarily the genetics of the people. It's environmental, what is in the environment causing such a, uh, a rapid rate of obesity uh, in uh, especially urban communities? Well, the studies also came back and said that urban communities have uh, a, a serious acts, a serious lack of access to fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, hold on. That's my timer telling me it's time for yoga. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I will be doing yoga after this. But right now I just have to turn it off. This is what we like to call reality yoga, y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is reality wellness. So um, as I was saying, you know, there's a lot of uh, the environment uh, is relevant in, you know, health, our health and our wellness. And if a large section of the population is experiencing some type of, um, you know, everybody's got diabetes, everybody's got high blood pressure, everybody's got cardiovascular, then you have to look at the environment. Because 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, everybody was, there wasn't this uh, proliferation of obesity. When I was a kid coming up, there was maybe one or two kids in a 60 block radius. That's West Trenton, New Jersey, 60 block radius, who you would call fat or big. We used to call them big bone, big bone Bertha. What's up, Bertha, with your big bones like that. Right. But now everywhere you line folk up, eight out of 10 people are overweight or obese. It is environmental. It's not necessarily your genetics. Well, my fam, my mama was big, so my brother is big and my sister big, I'm big. No, it's an environmental thing. So food deserts are what, you know, are contributing to, especially in urban communities, contributing to the obesity epidemic. And by food desert, that terminology, that verbiage, food desert, implies that there's no um, access to fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, uh, farm stand foods. Everything is packaged, processed, packaged, and stored for long shelf life, which that makes it not really food. In the wellness community, we call that Franken food, like Frankenstein, like created in the lab. <laughs> Franken food. That's true. Yeah, it's true. So anything that sits on the shelf and it has a life, a shelf life, can maintain a shelf life, is not food. It is a food product. Mm. And if you pick it up, you'll see on the label it says food product. 
because it is not food. So these things are contributing to the obesity and the overweight in our community, right? So the first thing you want to do, especially if you're looking at seeking to lose weight or seeking to, you know, lose the belly. And I'm going to talk about the belly in a minute because Lord knows all of us, you know, we, we trying to understand the situation with the belly, <laughs> right? If you're seeking to lose weight, what you want to do is you want to get out of the food desert zones and go to where you can buy fresh fruits and vegetables, where you can buy, you know, foods that are not packaged and don't have, you know, a guaranteed shelf life of six months or something like that. You want to start eating farm stand quality foods. Uh, you know, our medicine uh, this this human, I'm going to back up here a minute. This human vehicle was created with everything it needs to survive in this environment we call the earth. Our food is our medicine or our poison. Plants nourish the human body. And the more raw plants and plants in their natural state, the more you eat them in their natural state, the more the human body is nourished. It's called micronutrition. Nourishes your cells on the most, the most minute or micro level. So what you want to do, if your goal is to trim up, because we know the summer's coming, we know the season is changing. If your goal is to trim up, you want to begin to incorporate as many raw plants, fruits, and vegetables in your diet as you can. Now, I'm not trying to champion and wave the flag that everybody should be vegan. You know, uh, I have a, a great deal of experience uh, in my own life as a vegan, uh, but I know that that's not for everybody, right? All I'm saying is make it meatless Mondays, you know, or watercress, watercress Wednesdays. Watercress is a type of bush, right? A type of plant that is very good for killing bacteria in the body, killing parasites. That's in a whole nother show that's coming uh, about the parasites in our bodies. So what you want to do, as I say, you want to increase the plants in your diet and limit the amount of processed or franken foods. That's the first thing. The next thing you want to do is you want to understand how the brain works and how it uh, works and responds to eating. We're talking about emotional eating and weight loss and obesity. That is our subject for this show. Okay, so the brain uh, sends out all of these neural transmitters and, you know, all of these chemicals. It tells your body, you know, what to produce, what not to produce, how to respond in different situations. The brain is the command center of your body. Nourish the brain and you can, you know, get some really amazing things done in your life. So in um, yogic uh, practice, we, we understand the brain is the command center. The heart is the magnet of the body. The heart attracts to you the energy that helps you become prosperous or the energy that keeps you submerged in a whole bunch of nonsense, right? Your, the heart can either be, you know, that magnet, that magnetism of success and abundance, or it could be, you know, help champion the land of chaos and trouble and emotionalism, right? Like my heart is in it, you know, the emotional side of life. 
So if you nourish the brain properly and understand how to nourish the brain, the brain then can help your body correct what is out of balance. So let's understand, right? You have what's known as the limbic system of the brain. Uh, It affects uh, your brain, first of all, is made mostly of fat and water. uh, And the neurotransmitters in your brain affect your mood. They affect your ability to be alert. They affect all of your bodily functions, your feelings, your behavior, and your intellectual capacity. So when we eat triggers and neural uh, transmitters in the brain get released and they release the same type of chemicals, dopamine, nor nor, uh, epinephrine, uh, nor epinephrine and the others that tell your brain this is a good feeling. Studies shown, studies have shown that eating a piece of chocolate cake releases the same chemicals in the brain as having a good sexual experience. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah for chocolate cake. That's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) I'm not mad at chocolate cake, but when we, when, when all we're getting, uh, all the joy that we're getting from our life is from those foods, then that becomes a problem. It then emotionally destabilizes the person's rationale and their reasoning ability. And this is the thing. Most people, the average person doesn't even realize what's happening. You just know you feel good when you eat it. But what's happening is the same chemicals are being fired as if you are having an excellent sexual experience. And here's the other thing. The same chemicals are being fired as if you are just took a line of cocaine Mm. or if you just got a shot of heroin it's the same chemicals the body doesn't have one set of chemicals for this high and another set for that high it's the same chemistry and that's why foods can become addictive for people now back in the 70s uh, the uh, food uh, food and drug administration uh, took uh, a lot of they came up with all these studies done at big big think tanks uh, around the country and determined that they wanted to take the fat out of food. That fat was causing people to become fat. So they took the fats out of food. Everything became low fat this, you know, low fat yogurt, low fat milk, two percent milk, all of this, right? So when you take the fat out of the food, they replaced it with something. I never, ever, ever buy anything that is low fat, low carb. If I'm going to have a potato, it's going to be a potato. If I'm going to have rice, it's not going to take a minute to cook it. Remember, the food in its natural form is the best. The way God grew it up out the ground or created it is the way you should try to eat it. Minute rice is processed rice. It's already been cooked and dried. That's why it cooks in a minute, because it's already been stripped, cooked, and dried. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about, going back to talking about the fat being taken out of the food. Okay, so you got low-fat cookies. So what did they play, replace the fat with? Sugar. Sugar is 10 times more addictive than cocaine. It is hard to get off sugar. 
So all of these products that are on the shelf that are low fat, uh, reduced calorie, uh, what's another term for it? Low fat, reduced calorie, uh, 2%, uh, and all of these other marketing names are designed to think that you are getting something that's better for you or sugar free. That's another one right? When they take the fat out, they replace the fat with sugar and salt. So now all your packaged goods have an exorbitant amount of sugar and salt triggering in the body these uh, chemical releases that uh, release the pleasure, pleasure senses in the body. Right? So you want to be very careful. If you're going to have a piece of cake have a piece of cake and that is it not low fat not sugar free none of that have the cake and be done with it don't eat a whole cake yeah. <laughs> i mean i guess you could eat a whole cake right flaw <laughs> yeah, right. and that's the thing you know it's so good to people because Unfortunately, many people are not fulfilled in other aspects of their life. So the pleasure is coming from the food, right? So uh, to just kind of round out and, and further carry my point, um, in terms of uh, the, uh, the fat being taken out of the food, by the way, fat doesn't make you fat. Sugar makes the body fat. The body releases the pancreas, the body, you eat sugar, the body says, okay, there's too much glucose in the, uh, in the uh, bloodstream, release the insulin. Now the insulin level goes up, insulin, uh, high insulin levels in your bloodstream determine whether or not your body is going to burn fat or store fat. It cannot do both at the same time. So if you have high insulin levels in your bloodstream because the body's trying to balance out the sugar that you ate, then it is not going to burn fat. It is going to store and pack the fat, usually on the hips, the thighs, the tummy, and the buttock. Okay, so you, the body is not going to do both at the same time. So what you want to do is you want to enjoy the foods and their natural state. Now, what I wanted to get to is that when manufacturers create all of these processed foods, the chemicals in the processed foods interrupt a hormone in the body called leptin. Next question. Sure. Just one question about yes. the, the rice and everything like that. Yeah. If I cook whatever and I do it the right way in its natural state, but then I want to eat it later and micro microwave it. Right. In my dist um, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm waiting for you to finish your question. <laughs> I kind of lost what I was saying, but if I microwave it and heat it up, is it still in its natural state? No. Once you microwave food, you um, apply a certain level of radiation. The oh. microwaves emit a certain level of radiation, and you irradiate the food. Mm -hmm. It is really not a good thing to microwave your food. And I know in many of our work environments, we carry in our little plastic containers. Plastic and microwaves is not, you know... The thing of it is, you know, we are we are poisoning ourselves in micro doses. So 30 years of microwaving your food at the job and now you got all kind of a whole shelf full of pills that you got to take. You don't know how you got sick. Yeah. Right. It's we are micro poisoning ourselves little by little by little. If you have to use a microwave, use a glass container. 
Not even the containers that say safe or microwavable. Don't trust them people that much. Use glass if you have to use a microwave. If you uh, if you cannot microwave your food and just maybe heat it up and let it sit at room temperature, you might come off better. I mean, you, it'll begin to grow all different kind of bacteria. <laughs> but that might be good for your belly. I'm just saying. Now oh, I don't know what that to eat for lunch. <laughs> it might be good for your belly, but you don't want to put plastic in the microwave and you def- definitely don't want to put styrofoam in the microwave if you have to microwave your food use buy some nice glass containers take the plastic top off put a paper towel on top of it and then microwave it gently don't microwave it till it's popping and see what you can eat room temperature food it's all right yeah right so um so to my point about the leptin hormone though all of these processed foods have chemicals in them that disrupt the leptin, the signal from the brain, from the leptin hormone, which is in your belly to the brain. Let me talk to you about this leptin hormone a little bit. Did you ever eat and then an hour later you want to eat again? You just feel hungry like you like you have not eaten nothing. I went to a buffet recently with some family members and I was kind of terrified in there because people were just gorging themselves. Like it was just like, like they were in a trance. Just, I mean, the sign says all you could eat, but they don't really mean all you can eat, (laughs) you know? And then after we ate at this buffet, the the person that I was with, we were an hour later still hanging out. They said, dag, I'm hungry. That's the leptin response. That's not working. What happens when we eat processed foods, particularly any type of chemicals like red dye number five and yellow lake uh, blue three and all of these types of dyes and monosodium glucamate. And when we eat too much food, we disrupt the hormone in the belly known as leptin. Leptin triggers, sends a signal to the brain and says we are full. Right. There's no need to send any more. You don't have to eat. You're satisfied. It is the satiety uh, uh, satiation hormone. Right. And it tells your brain and your body to stop eating. It was hardwired in our chemistry for famine. Right. So that what happens is you eat, 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 and then it'll store and pack excess and then it shuts the brain off say okay you know no more uh food because we have enough for the famine but if you keep eating that disrupt that hormone gets disrupted and your body is in the famine is coming mode we got to gorge 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 like that i hope that's clear to everyone so when we when we uh when you eat processed food particularly from you know, bodegas and Asian stores and those types of places, the chemicals that are in the food uh, disrupt the leptin sensor. And so you just eat and you never really feel full. So here's, I'm going to give you a few suggestions on how to uh, correct the leptin response within you. One, eat three meals. They don't have to be big meals. In fact, they shouldn't be big meals. You should have a breakfast that contains some protein and fat in the morning when you get up, right? Then your lunch, you want to space your meals. No snacking. Your body should get a snack, but the snack needs to come from your liver, 
right? Your body needs to burn its fat. Right now, all we're doing is storing our fat. So your snack, the body will, if you do not eat, the body will begin to break down the fat that's in the liver and use it for energy. So you need to space your meals. If, if you're a person who eats every hour, then you want to try to do it on 15 minute increments. I'm not saying don't, you know, stop eating for four hours. If you can't flow like that, we don't want to buy passing out all over town, all mm-hmm. over the country. Right. So break it down in increments. You know, I'm more interested in people making slow, deliberate lifestyle changes as opposed to trying to do everything tomorrow and end up not really making any substantial changes. So you want to eat a breakfast with protein and fat in the morning. Four hours space, no crackers, no chips, no um, apples or nothing. Because when you eat, the body releases insulin. Quick question. Yes. I like to drink my protein shake in the morning. Mm-hmm. What fat would I put with that? You could put uh, coconut oil. Okay. You could put flax seeds. Flax seed oil. Okay. Yep. Okay. Or right. you could do flax seeds. Flax seeds, you want flax seeds and chia seeds, you want to uh, let them soak. So if I take that uh, vegan protein that right. from you, that's that's good. Yeah, you could that have protein that. Protein and fat, and that's both in one. No, I would add fat to that. Okay, okay. Yeah, you can add fat to that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a great question. So yeah, so you want to have your protein or uh, protein and fat in the morning, and that be it. Drink water till it's time for lunch. Mm. Then you have your lunch. You have a protein and fat, and your carbohydrates. Or you can have carbohydrates, wait a few minutes, then have your protein and fat. Are you with me? If you have that flexibility in your schedule. If not, just go ahead and eat. Enjoy your meal. Don't have a big King Henry VIII meal. Mm. That's another reason why the leptin switch gets broken because the body views you as gorging. He's gorging for a reason. There must be a famine. The primitive part of the brain, the limbic brain system kicks in. A famine must be coming. He's gorging. But we are suffering from abundance, Mm -hmm. right? We don't know how to manage abundance. We're suffering from it. Okay, so you have your lunch, carbohydrates before 2 o'clock. If you're going to have rice, potatoes, yucca, corn, whatever, all of that before 2 o'clock. Then four-hour space, no snacking. Then you have your dinner. Now, after you have your dinner, especially if you want to lose weight, you want to eat your last meal as early as possible. You want at least four hours before you go to bed. You want to go to bed on a completely empty stomach. You want your stomach really to be growling when you go to sleep, really. Right. I know. I know. I know y'all people are looking at this, looking at their podcast or looking at their, their screen going, lady, is you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that man, to not eat, to not eat heavy all day and then dinner comes, you're going to get second and thirds. Yeah. Okay. Like that's not saying that's me, not yeah. saying that's weak people, but that's what their, that's what their uh, temptation is going to lead them to. Like, right. I haven't eaten really all day. Mm-hmm. I want thirds. I want seconds. And then, you know, by the time it's too late, their belly is big. It's bloated. It's sitting bloated, out there, you got the itis. But they overate <laughs> and they ate too fast because they've just been hungry all day. So that's right. just something that we got to look into. Well, I'm saying have your biggest meal with your lunch. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You okay. know, it don't have to be like, as I say, a big Henry VIII platter. But you want to have your largest meal with your lunch. Truth be told, that's old school right there. The Southerners used to do that all the time. Dinner was at 
high noon, 12 o'clock. Mm. And supper was in the evening. And it was always a soup, maybe with some bread, you know, or something like that. But it wasn't this whole big old thing eating around 6 and 7 o'clock in the evening because our even though we don't tune into it, we are connected to what goes on on the planet. So when the sun begins to set, your digestive ability begins to decrease. Your body is preparing you for the next day and for sleep, right? So, you know, you want to have your biggest meal with your lunch at your lunchtime, if you can, right? And then in the evening, you want to have a reasonable dinner, but you don't want to gorge yourself. And you want to have the meal, you want to have the meal um, at least four hours before you go to sleep. Now, here's the thing. No snacking after dinner. Not ice cream, not uh, chips, not cookies. That four o'clock where you're sitting in the bed, uh, seven, eight o'clock, you watching your favorite, you know, reality show and you snacking, snacking. No, that triggers the leptin response and it breaks the signal from the leptin, leptin response, which is in your fat stores and in your belly, to the brain. And it says, well, we, I guess a famine is coming. Whatever he eats or whatever she eats, we're going to store it. Right? This is the thing. The body burns the most fat while you are sleeping. So if there's no glucose in your bloodstream, no insulin in your bloodstream, it is going to release all the fat in your liver and burn it up while you're sleeping. You still need energy while you're sleeping. You got to be kept alive. <laughs> Can't wake up dead because yeah. your body stopped burning energy. Wake up dead. You know, come on now. So your body burns the most fat while you're sleeping. So you want to be done eating four hours at least before you go to bed, drink water, take your tonics, take your, um, you know, your cleaning out herbs. And we'll get into that as the podcast go on. It's just so much, you know, to share with you. But those are some tips. Three meals. Don't gorge yourself. Protein and fat at every meal, fresh fruits and vegetables, farm quality, farm stand quality fruits and vegetables, as much raw fruits and vegetables as you can eat. Do not snack in between your meals and be finished your last meal four hours before you go to sleep. And you will, by the time, if you started on Monday, by the time Friday gets here, you will see a difference in your waistline. I'm just saying. All right. Well, um, this is going to bring this podcast to a close. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to comment on it, you know, hit me up at mamayogawellness.com. We also have classes and we do giveaways, Arlie's Juice Cleanse and some other, you know, wonderful um, partners and vendors that I've partnered with. If you're interested uh, in any of the topics or you have some questions, you want clarity, or if you have a topic around health, wellness and spirituality, you'd like for me to share with you or speak on, hit me up, mamayogawellness.com. For now, this is Mama Yoga Wellness uh, Podcast, and I'm going to say peace and
Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. When it comes to your education, there's no need to settle. Get the interactive and purposeful education that you and employers demand from Colorado State University Global Campus. You'll get personalized, career-driven learning created and taught by today's industry leaders. CSU Global was built to help students succeed with affordability, flexibility, and individualized support. It's time to expect better. Find your path to the career you want at csuglobal.edu, where online education isn't another thing we do, it's all we do.